Hello everyone, it's your man Bitcoin Bro here. I decided today we should do a special episode. I had a a lot of good reviews about my old podcast where I had the Little Wayne mixtapes. Still get a lot of plays from those podcasts, so I decided with my new passion, Bitcoin, and my old passion, music, which I still, of course, love. I still love Little Weezy. I love, I love hip hop. I love rap, but most importantly, the mixtapes. Are the funnest because that's where you can see the artists being themselves truly. It's not not doing it for money; they're doing it for the love of music. So I'm happy we're doing this today. Should be fun. We'll see how it goes. And what we're gonna do is just play a couple of Little Weezy's best mixtape songs, and then afterwards I'll say my little bit about some big Bitcoin status, Bitcoin learning topics, you know. And we're we're gonna merge the two subjects. Little Wayne and Bitcoin starts now. Shining in the rain. Now nothing gets clear without 
me signing my name. I'm just headlining the game. Won't quit until I'm A riding the game. They riding the bench, they not in the game. I misplaced the key to the lock and chain. My spot remain like a bleach stain, a cranberry. It's murder, she wrote like Angela Lansbury. I remember being small, man. New toys when my mama win the car game. Got my gifts before Christmas, didn't have to wait for them. I had a 10 speed of school and a skateboard. Ha <laughs> ha, and we moved to the suburbs. Me and little Toy Johnson was lovebirds. Oh man, in the square field, born again. I'm in the building like the audience, just lighting up my. Little Wayne says, thank you, New Orleans, at the start of this song. Today, I say thank you, China. Why do I say that? Well, because today we have finally a decentralized network in Bitcoin, truly, when it comes to Bitcoin mining. You see, before Bitcoin mining was banned in China, we had about 50% of all money in the system. I mean, sorry, 50% of all the miners in the system associated uh, to a Chinese location, which isn't great when it comes to the decentralized network that we're all trying to uh, create here with Bitcoin. So with China banning Bitcoin miners, we actually see the start of a further decentralization where these miners are going to migrate to different locations throughout the world. And of course, the incentives are there because if you can find a location with cheap electricity, you can plug the Bitcoin miner in. They're not going to just stay dormant. And it's incredible to see the activity of the Bitcoin network right now. Almost 25, almost 45 percent of the entire network has been turned off. And so the hash rate difficulty, which is uh, the how hard it is to mine a new block of Bitcoin. Will, is going to drop about 25%. It's set to, uh, there's a difficulty adjustment that sets about every uh, six weeks. It's dependent on how many blocks are mined, but it basically it's set to uh, when there's a huge decrease in miners of the network, it uh, lowers the difficulty so the transaction fees aren't as high. So it, it's a really beautiful self-reinforcing system. So the transaction fees on the Bitcoin network are going to decrease dramatically in the coming days. And then also the rewards that Bitcoin miners are going to incur for mining Bitcoin is going to continue to increase um, as more and more miners are turned off. But again, these miners are going to find a new location and as they come back online, they're going to bid it right back up. So I, after this migration, we're going to see even more miners on the network. And I think a lot of people are going to be interested in getting into mining now that the difficulty is lower and that there's a uh, there's more possibility for revenue. Uh, obviously, we have lower cash flows with a $30,000 Bitcoin price, but with the potential of 
of a, another bull run spiking in the, the later half of this year, a lot of people are interested, and I'm one of those people. So even if you're in a hot environment, I mean, there's potential opportunities that I'm looking at where you can actually uh, buy a, a Bitcoin miner and have another company host your miner, basically take your miner and put it in their warehouse and you use their electricity costs and they take care of all the uh, maintenance and technical sides of it and you just get a cash flow revenue. So there's a lot of interesting things happening in this space, especially when it comes to miner. But thank you, New Orleans. Thank you, China. Let's go on to to the next one. <laughs> we're not we're, we're going to skip the next one because uh, it, it's maybe not so uh, G rated friendly, but we're going to go straight into it here. Me and my drink. Outside of living like a drown in the third part, oh, 
She fat trapped me, no started a man to be. High school, he was a fool, he was only 18. With the dreams of becoming a ghetto superstar. Rolling the foreign car through the streets of third world. It was all my malignant, we were chasing my E. Every magazine, I had a codeine fiend. And his team was the coldest every day they rode it. Niggas ain't hoes on dick, cause that's that screwed up clip. Drink the color purple like silly, really. They say I should chill before it kills me. But so will a car crash or a nine million. And I ain't even mention cigarettes or airplanes. So grab a sprite, here's a pint, we can share Wayne. Yeah, man. Tastes so sweet. And I ain't gonna have a seat, cause I don't wanna fall asleep. So just pour it in my drink, and I'ma sip it till I lean hard. Drink got me moving slower than the reef. So press record and hit these hot reps. I'm in the booth, cup on me like a jackstrap. And I would not nap until the bottle's empty. Then I pour a little more for past screw and pimp C. And I would stop up, believe it, I can't say. Till the short is gone, it's just me and my drink. My drink. Sound a little sad in that song. Sound a little simpy in that song. Reminds me, me and my Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? See, a lot of people, they judge you for believing in what you believe in. And, you know, sticking with the strong. You know, Lil Wayne touches on the hit here. People love to judge. You know, they love to they love to see people who believe in something and say that you're wrong. Because it makes them feel okay that they aren't believing in anything. A lot of people are lost in this life and have nothing to believe in. And so when they see someone else with hope, with belief, they want to crush it. That's what I've learned. I've seen it myself. I've done it myself. 
until you recognize that you can never truly grow because people that believe, those are the people with the most power. Because if you believe in something, that means you can believe in yourself. And people that believe in something else, they might not necessarily believe in themselves yet, but it means they have the capability. To believe in something, you have to have, you have to sacrifice everything else that doesn't truly matter to the outcome you are seeking. I mean, success at the end of the day is a direct result in self-satisfaction and knowing that you did your best to become the best you're capable of becoming. So when you find something you truly believe in, you have to believe in yourself that you will be successful. And success isn't a monetary value. Success is based on how hard you work to bring what you believe in into practice. And me and my Bitcoin, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep stacking. You know, Lil Wayne's gonna be double cupping. I'm gonna be double stacking. You know, I'm gonna try to buy every chance I get because every time I put money into Bitcoin, it's putting money into freedom. It's enabling civilization a way out of the current corrupt fiat system. And the only way that humanity can truly grow in a way that is sustainable is fixing the money that we all use. I believe that this is very important, but not to get too simpy. Let's go on to the next song, Wetter. <laughs> Kiss mine and I kiss 
hers back If she's a bad bitch, she deserves that She sent me pictures to my iPhone Then I gotta clear them cause my girl be checking my phone <laughs> I'm in the building with the mind blown When I'm in that pussy, honey, I'm home Right there. Come and make it Wayne down on me. Come on. That's one of Wayne's best right there. That's that's mixtape Wayne at his finest. But yeah, I mean, Wetter, what a great song. But let's talk about Bitcoin trying to make it better. You know, a lot of people try to say Bitcoin has been around since 2009. You know, technology, it always gets better. There's no way that Bitcoin is still the best cryptocurrency out there. Well, first off, it is. And this is what everyone needs to realize, you know. Bitcoin does not need me. Bitcoin does not need you. You need Bitcoin. I need Bitcoin. And so at the end of the day, Bitcoin has fundamental principles that enable the transfer of money in a decentralized way that cannot get around accountability. Accountability. With that being said, that's all you need to know. There's been many different attempts to change bitcoin throughout the years there's something called a hard fork where you can mask basically replicate the bitcoin transactions up to a certain point but then copy that point put it onto a different blockchain with a different system a different set of protocols and run a different set of bitcoin with a different name it's a different protocol and there's been many attempts at this, and even attempts where big corporations, some of the most influential corporations in the Bitcoin space, got together to try to do one of these hard forks. Because back in 2017, the argument was that the block sizes were too small and that there was a fundamental scaling issue for Bitcoin because of this block size limit and not enough data could be stored. And that's why you couldn't transact a lot of money in a short amount of time on the Bitcoin network. Well, it turns out that's not true because with the with the invention of the Lightning network, which is a layer 2 protocol built on top of the Bitcoin protocol, it enables 
instant transactions with very minimal transaction fees that don't affect block sizes other than closing and opening channels. Therefore, that's one example of that argument failing, but at the time, it was a solid argument that most people didn't think could be solved as the white paper was just being introduced for Lightning Network in 2017. So this all was happening in 2017 when they're trying to make Bitcoin better with a new update, and it turns out that the, the, the node operators are more powerful than the miners. And at the end of the day, the node operators get to decide where the Bitcoin network goes because they are the ones that point their nodes in which direction. So when there's a new hard fork of a new Bitcoin, the, the nodes that were currently running on the Bitcoin network can either decide to run, continue to run on the Bitcoin network or to run on the new hard fork Bitcoin, the new Bitcoin that has a different name. That's a different protocol. And it turns out all the most of the network stayed with the original protocol. And that has happened throughout uh, continuous attempts at trying to hard fork. And there's something else called a soft fork that actually does make Bitcoin better. A soft fork is, a, is an update that doesn't change the fundamental principles of Bitcoin, but adds something on top of it. For example, uh, some like Lightning Network functionality features or the last update that just was passed called the Taproot um, a, a soft fork, which enables um, anonymous, more more anonymity when it comes to Bitcoin transactions as everything's stored publicly on the blockchain ledger. Some people don't want that to be public. And so uh, with the Lightning Network and Taproot uh, enabling multi-sig signatures, which I'm not going to go into now, but it enables uh, masking of transactions uh, more easily and allows more privacy and the ability to actually become a sovereign individual, which is what all Bitcoin's all about. So that's a little short story about trying to make Bitcoin better, but at the end of the day, there's no such thing. Bitcoin is beautiful the way it is, and there's not much that needs to be done other than continually develop products around the inherent principle-centered Bitcoin protocol. All right, let's go to the next song here, Forever. Fucked up, it was new 
And if you hating on us, yeah, fuck you. And if the bitches wanna fuck us, we won't fuck too. We're a coincidence, and we cause accidents, not incidents. I am big shit, they're insuance. They're not even a letter in my sentences. Sitting in my coupe on 20 inch. So it's like I'm fencing, bitch. I will stunt. So stop being defensive, bitch. I'm relentless, bitch. I'm in this shit. That's probably one of my favorite Lil Wayne mixtape songs right there. Forever. I mean, that, again, Lil Wayne at his mixtape best right there. But, forever. Bitcoin is forever. I mean, there is nothing you can do about it. There's nothing any government or group of people can do about it. There's no way you can destroy a decentralized network. Especially one that is as big as it has become. Potentially there was an opportunity in the early days when there wasn't a lot of participants and it was easy to get 50% of node operators and mining operators to actually hack the system or not even really hack it but at least show that it's uh, it's able to be penetrated. But no one's been able to do that and with it continuing, like I said, with the China migration to become more and more decentralized, Bitcoin's going to be forever because there's no way... Any group of people, no matter how motivated, will be able to capture 50% of the mining network and the noting operating network to cor uh, correlate an attack with with both sides, with the nodes and the miners, um, just to reroute a couple transactions, which wouldn't be anything crazy other than showing that it's penetrable. So I really don't feel like there is any possible way at this point with the decentralization of Bitcoin that it can be brought down centrally. So Bitcoin is forever and it's something that's also forever is the 21 million cap limit. There is forever going to be only 21 million which actually isn't technically true. There's going to be less. And the reason I say that is there definitely will never be more than 21 million, but there will definitely be less than 21 million because there are people who lose their passwords to the wallets. There are people who die without passing instructions onto the areas on how to recover their Bitcoin. So there's, for example, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto, the anonymous founder of Bitcoin, he owns a million dollar account that has never been sold in the history of Bitcoin. So he owns about rough roughly four percent of the entire bitcoin network and he has never sold and it looks like he never will sell so right there that's only 20 million left and then with all the other people losing their coins and all that i mean you could be at a certain point where there's only technically 18 million bitcoin that is actually available so the the fundamental price reasoning of the current market is wrong because the idea that there's only 21 million is not true there is less and there's a lot more people like the anonymous founder satoshi nakamoto who are never selling so the more and more people never sell and the less and less available that becomes current that, that 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 leads into simple economics simple supply and demand economics price goes up when there's not enough supply and there's too much demand and that's where we're headed you want to make sure you're on the right side of that trade let's go to the next song here upgrade you Yes, I'll. 
How do you not like that song? I mean, 
Goodness gracious, Wheezy. Tell them what you're made of. Upgrade you. That's another classic right now. Upgrade you. Now, upgrade your money. This is something that you need to be thinking about. This is something you need to be talking to yourself about because too many people, they just grow up in the system they grow up in. They'll be like, hey, you know what? This is the money. You know, this is, this is what parents get. This is what parents spend. This is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to spend. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. See, what happens is, is you get stuck in this system called the dollar system. It's actually the petrodollar system. You know, these dollars really not backed by anything. Yeah, it's just based off the idea that we all use them. And so we put these things in our bank account. And guess what the bank does? Well, they loan that reserve. So say you put 10000 Well, they can loan out 100000 Why? Because they only need 10% reserves. That's called the fractional reserve banking, folks. And what that happens means that your money in the bank isn't really your money. It's their money. And to get your money back, they're standing in the way of it. So that's one bad thing. Another bad thing is in 2008 when the banks collapsed, they almost didn't have your money. The only reason they did have your money was the Fed bailed them out. How did the Fed bail them out? Oh, well, you know, the Federal Reserve, they're not even federal. They're just a private business that the federal government allows to print money. And we all use that money. If you actually look at your dollar bill, it's just a Federal Reserve note. It's nothing more special than a Facebook Libra. If you remember that little cryptocurrency that the Facebook company was trying to make but wasn't allowed, at the end of the day, any private business can create a piece of paper, but it can't be used for the transfer of goods and services because the express written consent was given to the Federal Reserve, which in itself is also a private business. Now, when they print money, it doesn't help you. It hurts you. Why? Because it debases your money. The simple explanation is this. Imagine you have $5. I have $5. The difference is I have a magic money printer. I'm the Federal Reserve. I can just print an extra $5. Well, at the beginning of this scenario, there's $10 in the original economy. You had $5, which means you had a 50% purchasing power of the economy. But afterwards, after I print an extra $5, and now I have 10 you have 5 total 15 you only have 33% purchasing power. So you lost about 17% of your purchasing power for no other reason than being on the wrong side of the money printer. Now scale this to a million, 300 million times and you get the American Empire. And then you scale that to about 8 billion and you get the entire rest of the world. This is what I'm trying to tell you. It's a corrupt system. When you put money in the system, it doesn't help you, it helps the banks. And then when the banks fail, they help the banks, not you. And so no matter what, you're screwed. And so at the end of the day, it's time to upgrade your money. Go to Bitcoin. There's no one that bails out Bitcoin. Bitcoin just collapsed from 64K to about 30K. Guess who bailed them out? No one. No one did. And it happened because of liquidations in an over-leveraged market. When too many people think Bitcoin's going up and they try to take out too many loans on that aspect, well, guess what? There's something called a margin call. Those margin calls come due and they have to sell. And then when everyone has to keep selling because of these margin calls, they keep on selling. And then the market rebounds. And then it the, goes the opposite way when there's too many people betting on the downside of Bitcoin. There's keep people bidding up and then eventually those people have to buy their own selling back. And then it leads to an upward spiral. That's how markets work. But those market functionalities can only happen in a true capitalist society, not one that is socially impacted from a printer. A money printer of that. Therefore, the only true capitalist society can be one on a Bitcoin standard. 
The one that we truly live in is not capitalist, as truly as they would like you to believe. At the end of the day, it's a socialist capitalist society, with socialism first. And if you see how the government has reacted to the pandemic, you can clearly see that through examples. Constantly, through the last couple months and the last couple years, you can see the aspect of your money being depreciated for no other reason than be living in a country that decides that they need to print more. To get out of the system, there's only one way. People are starting to wake up to the answer. I hope you do as well. Let's go to the next song here. Something you forgot. That's all I can do, mama. I hope you hear me. Mixtape Evolution. Since I've lost you, I'm lost too Nigga feeling like he at the bottom like a horseshoe Sorry for the trouble that I put you in your heart too God knows that I do anything for the part two Or two, be praying for the day you come back to me Saying that you forgive me Give me another chance, I'm needing it like a kidney I don't wanna advance, give me back her hands Give me back her touch, I don't ask for much But I fucked up, I know I fucked up I admit I fucked up, but everybody fucked up Now this other nigga locked up Telling me and my clique don't give a fuck Cause I'm weak from New Orleans She was from Georgia She was my down chick I was a soldier I was a gangster She was my shoulder You were the pistol to my holster Bang
something you forgot. Something you forgot to think about is how inflation affects society. For the best example of this is food. You know, I'm going to bring up an example of McDonald's, right? Everyone likes McDonald's, not because necessarily they have the best food, not because it's the best food for you, it's because it's cheap. And when you're someone that doesn't have a lot of income, you want to spend on the cheapest food, especially when you don't have a lot of time. Now, it would be smarter just to go to the grocery store, as you know, studies show you spend less on average if you go to the grocery store because you know there's a profit margin for the food industry that's why they make money so you do end up spending more going to fast food people fast food restaurant fast food or restaurants but for the people that do or even for the example grocery prices the good food goes up in price the bad food stays the same in price or it could sometimes go down or just go up just a little bit but it doesn't move quite as much as the healthy food and the one can ask why is this the reason being is when you have bad food, when you have unhealthy food, it's easy to find other byproducts that are also unhealthy to put in them to make them cheaper because other byproducts might be cheaper than another byproduct. But when it comes to healthy food, you can't fake health. There's a natural way to do things, and if you don't do it that way, then it becomes a byproduct. So when it comes to healthy food, that you have a true gauge on inflation almost because you can't fake that another another example of like not being able to fake it is housing prices you know with you can see how much housing prices have gone up in value over the last year since you know the Federal Reserve and other central banks throughout the world decided to turn on the money printer and print like humanity has never seen before well now we've seen housing prices increase like they've never they have like they never have before because there's it becomes a point where you can't produce a cheaper house there's a limit especially you can't produce a cheaper house when all the products that it takes to produce this house are continuing to get more expensive why do these products get more expensive well because of the byproducts that make the product get more expensive themselves because you can't fake natural processes now there's certain things that you can fake, like for example that McDonald's burger, you can fake that pretty well, and you can keep it a dollar for a well, well reason. I mean I bet you when McDonald's start, they probably used some pretty good quality meat, but over the years they found ways to make it cheaper and cheaper, but at the same price, because obviously they needed to make the same money, but they couldn't charge more, but because the, because the people wouldn't, wouldn't buy it, they will just, well I'll just go to the restaurant then. Because I'm not going to have bad food if I can have healthy food for the same price. So they have to keep bad food at a low price or there will be no customers. So at that point, you keep it lower and lower because it's able, it's easy to produce something of bad quality with cheaper and cheaper bad quality byproducts. And that's something you forgot to think about when it comes to inflation. Let's go to the next song here, Trouble. City streets, that's where I learn Play with fire, you get burned When the heat was on, I turned Turned to trouble Yeah, yeah, yeah New Orleans, baby, a street called Eagle And everybody's ill 
Yeah, illegal. People still cause. We still people. We eat like dogs, but we still people. And even when you lost, trouble still see you. And even if you're dead broke, we are still equal. One time for the little people. Eat your meal, don't let your meal eat you. Street runner, we crazy with this one. And just the other day, my nigga Chris killed himself I pray to God that I never feel the way he felt Where do we go when there's no help? He figured heaven, so he went left Y'all know that ain't right Plus he was high as a plane on that same night Shit, I probably been on that same flight Shit, I probably had that same fight I just kept swinging Twelve rounds coming, bells ringing Introduced to the game when I was just a child Mama love a drug dealer, straight quit her job They took his life and along with him I died And she died, we died Then came my daughter to my bedside Told me daddy don't cry, I'm alive I look her in the eyes and see me with no sins But this is how the no ends You know, just kick it back. I look for time. I can't call it. You know, yeah. Yeah. The toy poke out the jeans. The coke smell just like a bunch of coffee beans. You know what I mean? And everything ain't what it seems. You know what I mean? Don't play that game without your team. Kill for my bread. Kill for my cheese. Kill for my cream. I would have that red beam on hot beam. Now I hear sirens. Wait, I think I see one behind me. I ain't tripping, baby. Money got me. Uh. And fuck the police. Fuck the feds too. I ain't jumping in that jumpsuit. I'm one, two. I'm on a one, two. Check me out, I fuck around and check you, respect dude, pay yours nigga, mine's under the seat by my feet, pay yours nigga, too much horse nigga, huh? too much pressure, too much force, too much money, you never heard that before, shit, and we stop snitches at the door, cut the tail off the rat, he won't rap no more, that's right, get trapped fucking with my cheese, keep shooting till I burn my sleeve, nigga, please, these boys is Jeez, represent New Orleans like a Florida leash. What you know about it? We more than thieves. Steal from the rich so the poor can eat. Niggas act up, a niggas act accordingly. Hey, soldier, don't war with me. You don't want it. Want it. Trouble right there by Lil Wayne. Another beautiful mixtape song. That song was all about the struggle. The people that know the struggle most are the people in South and Central America, people in Africa, and in emerging markets that don't have access to the same type of financial infrastructure that we do here in America and other um, developed countries. You see, 
a lot of people don't have access to banks. We take that for granted, but people can't access banks. I mean, me, myself, I have almost like over five bank accounts, but there's a lot of people who can't just get one. And it's because of the system that they're in. It's not, they're not able to do it. Well, I like to take this example to bring up uh, the, the case study of El Salvador. You know, this is a country that their currency that they used is the dollar. They used the dollar as their currency because they couldn't, they, they didn't have good results using their own currency, so they decided to use the dollar. And f almost 45% of their GDP was remittance space, which meant that people who needed to send money to El Salvador, for example, people who uh, immigrated to the United States and are working here and sending money back home to El Salvador to their family, they have to pay a large percentage of that to uh, a Western Union or someone that takes that money and transfers transfers it down there, and they pay large fees because it's a mostly a monopolized uh, system. And so, with Bitcoin, you're allowed to send people, your family, money across borders for very limited fees and now for the fact that legal uh, El Salvador has made Bitcoin legal tender you can now receive Bitcoin and not have to pay capital gains tax this enables huge uh, capabilities as now it can be used as truly a money because it's not taxed as an investment um, and then therefore also uh, with the strike capabilities of the lightning network i told about a strike is a company that uses the lightning network um, and they are making a wallet and any el salvador residents can use any wallet but they're making uh, the government is making a government wallet where people can download it and get 30 bucks in bitcoin and uh at this point they can spend and transact anywhere in el salvador as every merchant in el salvador must accept bitcoin they can all they can accept dollars but they have to accept bitcoin because as the strike uh, company is actually set up the lightning network um what they do is for example if some el salvador resident has 30 dollars in their bitcoin account and they want to pay for food and the person accepting it wants dollars well they can still accept the bitcoin because what strike does is when you send it send bitcoin on the strike light uh, the strike to um, on the strike app um they they instantly convert it from bitcoin they instantly con convert whatever currency it is into bitcoin they send it across the lightning network to the person's address and they convert it into whatever currency they want so if the merchant wants dollars they can receive dollars so you don't worry about what whether it's bitcoin because you're still going to get the currency you want even if you want the corrupt fiat dollar uh, that's fine you can have it but it, it, it's very interesting what uh what's going on in el salvador so the people who know struggle the people who know trouble are definitely uh some of the residents of el salvador but i think it's starting to turn and i think we're the we're the country in trouble we're the we're we're the ones in trouble because we're so reliant on the fact that we're the dominant world reserve currency and we're going to lose that status once bitcoin um, reigns supreme it's going to be a decentralized no one owns that network and it's just going to be truly capitalist who can make the best product who can push humanity forward the best and that's going to be what's truly interesting with the progression of uh, what el salvador does as well as other uh, central and south american as well as african countries have all expressed interest in the following el salvador's path in making Bitcoin illegal tender, which, like I said, is going to make 
some incredible examples of what the future will look like when it comes to transmitting money across borders in a in a way that includes everyone not not a system that excludes people who are just or a system that just includes people who are closest to the money printer or closest to a central bank no it's going to be someone who is anywhere who can just access internet and they can transact and they don't have to have the go ahead from any central bank or any bank or any person in the middle it's their money they can use it how they want to use it so really the traditional finance system you're in trouble let's go to the next song told y'all Cause after all, I told you, I told you, I told you, I told you. 
podcast you know i just finished creating a documentary i do videos on youtube if you follow me on twitter you see the content i post it's all bitcoin related because at the end of the day i'm trying to get the word out i'm trying to get people to understand this new emerging technology how it's going to impact humanity for the better and how we can take the steps now to impact society in a sustainable way and the only way to do this is to fix the money if you want to fix the world you have to fix the money why because the world runs on money. It's the one thing I've learned in life. Everything is influenced by money. Whether they like it or not, it's true. And so, if you fix the money, you can make a small difference in a large system, which will equate to actual change. And like, all these carbon credits and all these ideas on how to make society sustainable it's not going to be possible with the current monetary policy we have set up the current monetary policy makes us continuing continue to grow 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 that's not capable there will be a limit and when that limit happens our system will not be able to manage it because it relies on the fact that it can continue to print more and more so when it will not be able to print more and more when we get to the fact that they're not even dealing with trillions anymore, they have to make up a new number, that's when you know it's going to be real close to the end. And I, who knows how quick that will be. But at the rate they're going, it's going to be really quick. You can't print yourself out of the problem. It's like trying to lie yourself out of a problem. Eventually the truth's going to catch up with you. And that's the current system we're in. The reason I do all this because I want to let all of you know so in 10 years time 20 years time when Bitcoin is the world reserve currency I don't want to hear nothing if you come back to me I'm going to say one thing I told you I told you it's that simple until until you realize I'm looking out for your best interest ain't no one Ain't no one going to learn. What I'm looking out for everyone that's listening to this, do your own research. I hope I spark some type of curiosity in you. But do your own research, but do it in a way that's unbiased. I know it's hard to conceptually wrap your mind around a digitally, quote-unquote, made-up currency, but it's not. Everything on your computer right now, what you're using to listen to me with, maybe you're streaming this whatever twitter facebook netflix it's all digital is it real yeah i guess but not really it's only real if the observer's there 
Money is only real if the observer agrees it's real. And it actually takes two to tango. So I can't be the only one that believes in it. We have to continue to all believe that there's a better way to set up our financial monetary system. And until we set it up in a true way that is true capitalism, we'll never find a way that is that will liberate us from this controlling group that believes they know how they can direct humanity best, as if they're God. It's not true on any human. We should work as a humanity that is decentralized but collective, and that let the humanity unconscious guide us, not the group of small few. That's my proposal. Do your own research. Let's play the last song of the day. Let's see. You know, I I like I like I like no ceilings. I like wasted, but I want to finish today with the sky's the limit. Don't worry about mine, I'm a grind till I get it. It's all 
For Bitcoin, the sky ain't the limit. The moon ain't even the limit. The limit is humanity's capacity to change. It's up to us at this point. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you want more podcasts like this, leave a comment. You know where to find me. I'll leave the details below. Hope you enjoy. Lil Weezy, play us out.